Hello there, teacher friend, and happy April. I'm coming to you today with a really great episode to clear the fall, clear the air, clear all the what if I choose the wrong option? What if I do not get the money that I need to serve this incredible dream that I have? I know exactly where you stand. I know your heart. I know your feelings. I know you. I see you. I'm right there with you. But I want you to know that there is hope. And I know that many of you guys are wondering, what do I do in terms of starting my business? Should I be an LLC? Should I be for-profit? Should I be non-profit? I get this question a lot, and I'm still going to stand behind the answer that I've always given. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail about that, for-profit, non-for-profit. And I know many choose to go non-profit route because they think that there will be more funding. And that absolutely can be true. I'm going to explain to you why I have not gone the nonprofit route and many, many other people that I work with. I'm also going to share with you how to receive funding, although you're not a nonprofit, as if you were a nonprofit. I just received a few months ago the Vela Grant, the $50,000 micro grant for our school. Woo! And I was not a nonprofit. So we need to go through and talk about how that actually looks and works. And I hope you have your notebook. I hope you have your paper and I hope you feel inspired to move regardless of the decision that you need to make. You've got this. Let's do it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. This is a heavy hitter topic because I know that many people fear stepping out into business, into entrepreneurship and starting their school because they are concerned about not being able to financially fund their project, their dream, yet also be able to supply financially to their own family. And I am just someone here to share my journey with you and to also let you know that that cannot stop you. You cannot sit and wait any longer. The longer you wait, the longer it takes. You have to start messy. You have to start scared. You just have to start, even if you don't have all the details. The quickest way to start a micro school is through an LLC. I mean, that takes literally less than an hour to get online, do what you need to do, file your paperwork, get your LLC status, and then it takes a couple weeks for it, potentially a a couple weeks for the LLC status to be cleared. So the the quickest way to start is with an LLC. Now, many people say, but that's for profit. What if I go nonprofit? I will get to receive 
a lot more funding. And that could very well be true. I will say that I do work with nonprofits and I do work with for-profits. Majority of them, 80% of the people that I coach, that I work with, that go through my coaching program are for-profits. However, I also help people who are for-profits find fiscal sponsors. Now, there is a little bit of some weeding through that you need to do to get a fiscal sponsor, but I just want everyone to know that if you're not nonprofit, you're not missing out. You're okay. There are a million businesses out in this world that are that are for profit. They're doing just fine. They're making their way. You can do so many amazing, amazing fundraising opportunities, donations. You can apply for numerous grants. You do not have to be a nonprofit. I will share my story with you about Vela. We first received the Vela grant, the $10,000 back last summer. There was no talk about being a nonprofit whenever we received that grant money. Praise God. Then when I stepped out again to apply for the next step grant, which was the $50,000 Vela grant, I, I submitted my paperwork and submitted all my grant information without being a nonprofit and was one of 50 out of over 250 recipients to receive the Velogram. Praise God. Now I will say that once I, once we received the Velogram for our school, meaning we got the notification, oh my goodness, you have been approved for the Velogram. They did mention in the application materials, Vela is a 501c3 organization. You can go to vela.org and find out more about them. They are doing amazing, tremendous, incredible things for entrepreneurs. All of the grants are required to serve charitable purposes because Vela is 501c3. And they said, based on your application materials, we understand that you are not a C3 tax-exempt organization. And that made me think, okay, we were Lighthouse Learning, one of 54, actually there were one of 54 applications that were granted this grant out of 260 applications. So we were one of 54 out of 260. Now think about how many, so that leaves about 200, a little bit more than 200 of people who did not receive it. And I wonder out of those 200, who were for, who were non-for-profits that did not receive that grant. So regardless, Vela, regardless of me not, or Lighthouse Learning not being for-profit or non, or regardless of it being for-profit, I'm sorry, I'm getting this a little tongue twisted. I apologize. I'm excited about this. Because Vela still, regardless of Lighthouse Learning being for profit, still awarded us the grant. However, for their tax purposes to be in compliance with their tax status requirements, they needed us, Lighthouse Learning, to obtain a fiscal sponsorship. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what does that mean? What in the world am I going to do? I am not, all I could think of, of, of was this is a lost opportunity. I was very much. I was on Thanksgiving break with my family and they said, you've got basically less than two weeks. I immediately texted my next door neighbor who works for nonprofits, helps people set up nonprofits. I also have a parent of my school who is nonprofit and neither one of them have ever said to me, Mackenzie, I recommend you becoming a nonprofit. 
neither one of them has said that. Both of them have to work their tails in, their tail ends off getting fundraising and getting grants all the time. No more, no less than what we have to, just so you know. So it's not necessarily your status giving you those opportunities. You have to take the opportunity, regardless if you're for-profit or non-profit, to fundraise and get donations as well and to apply for grants. So I was really sweating here. I'm thinking, how in the world am I supposed to find a fiscal sponsor? And I immediately thought I should have been a nonprofit. And I was concerned, but I tell you what, within 48 hours, we locked in a fiscal sponsor. And you're probably wondering, what is a fiscal sponsor? Well, a fiscal sponsor is a 501c3 nonprofit public charity that agrees to act as the sponsoring organization for a grant-seeking charitable program. So Lighthouse Learning was a grant-seeking charitable program that does not have the 501c3 status. So we needed another 501c3 status or nonprofit to basically sponsor us. So they, Vela, were not able to tell me how to find a fiscal sponsor, but they were able to lead me in the right direction. They said, hey, listen, explore options within your community. Find a local nonprofit organization that has a mission aligned to what you've worked with previously. So I'm thinking, okay, I can find many nonprofits in my area. Like for an example, my neighbor next door, he works for a nonprofit that helps restore after natural hurricanes. Well, not that we couldn't work together. I knew that I needed to make sure that I found a for or non-for-profit that, uh, that aligned with our mission, helping children. So I found within 48 hours a nonprofit World Children's Hunger where we were able to f- hire them or not hire them, work with them, partner with them to become our fiscal sponsor. And guess all that was needed? A piece of paper. Yep, a piece of paper. We ended up coming up with a wonderful agreement and typed it all up. Both of us signed We also, Lighthouse Learning, needed to obtain their 501c3, also known as nonprofit status. So we had to get their IRS determination letter. That was just a simple download and send it to me. So the fiscal sponsor was very, very attentive, helped me out tremendously. And basically what what happens is the VELA or the place that is sponsoring you or that's giving you a grant will pay your fiscal sponsor the amount. So they paid them $50,000 and then the fiscal sponsor then issues me a check for the amount. Now, the great thing about a fiscal sponsor is it is a win-win. One, they helped me. They were the bridge to get the money from Vela to myself. So they were the bridge and I compensated them for doing so. You typically can compensate a fiscal sponsor anywhere from 5%, 10%, 20%, 30%, however much. Thankfully, there are so many fiscal sponsors out there that will only charge a 1% to 5% fiscal sponsor fee. You can negotiate that with your fiscal sponsor. There is not a certain amount. It's typically on average 5 to 10%, some 20 and some less. So just keep that in mind, but I was so grateful regardless. I found one in our community. Another way that you can find a fiscal sponsor is to go and Google it. There are many blog posts that offer tips and tricks and platforms that will tell you how to find a fiscal sponsor. There's also a fiscal sponsor directory. 
Yes, my friends, fiscal sponsor directory that you can go and search for fiscal sponsors by your state, by your service, by your category, and using multiple keywords. And you can go to fiscalsponsordirectory.org. And just through there, that organization will link you up with a fiscal sponsor and you have the agreement paperwork to do together. Again, I was able to roll this out within 48 hours. It was such a blessing and it taught me a lot and I'm so happy to be able to share this with you. You can also learn if, for an example, you are part of the Vela community, they are a part of something called Mighty Networks and there was a wonderful chat room in Vela that helped me. I went in there and I was, of course, like, how do I get this? I'm not a nonprofit. What happens? How do I find one? And they're like, oh, honey, darling, you'll be just fine. Go here, go here, go here. And luckily, though, I just found one in my community. I'm sure that if I would have followed their protocols and advice, I could have found one. Vela wanted to give Lighthouse Learning the money. They just needed a bridge to get it to me. That was it. That's what a fiscal sponsor does. Oh, one reason why you may decide not to go into being a nonprofit is because of board of directors, um, some of which do tell you how to run your program and how much you yourself can collect as a salary. And also it can be very red tape and time consuming. I love having an LLC. It's ours. It's our families. Nobody can ever take it away from us. It's ours. And from that, we get to make all of the decisions and being able to have that authority and that freedom is beautiful in, in our eyes. Now, that doesn't mean that we'll never go nonprofit. Right now, we have never had to. When push comes to shove, God has always opened the doors and fiscal sponsorships are an incredible way for you to keep your LLC status along with still receiving the benefits of becoming a nonprofit without the board of directors, without the stipulations and without the time frame that it takes and without, without all of the reporting that you may have to do being a nonprofit. Um, I do recommend that you receive payment as quickly as possible. So you'll need to complete a form. Typically, if you are receiving a grant or money from a specific organization, they should give you a form that will allow you to check and make sure that your fiscal sponsor is has all the paperwork documented. And then the fiscal sponsor and yourself will need to write a letter indicating the sponsorship agreement and upload the sponsor's IRS determination letter. So again, you'll want to get a form from the place that is granting you the money. Step two, you'll want to create a fiscal sponsorship agreement between you and the fiscal sponsor. For me, that was World Hunger Organization. And then the sponsor's 501c3 determination letter. That's from the IRS. And then once your fiscal sponsor is confirmed, your fiscal sponsor typically receives the email or the DocuSign to complete the grant agreement from the organization that is granting you the money. And then you also want to make sure that you are paying back those who are stepping in and becoming the bridge for you. So you want to negotiate a percentage of that money that will go back to the fiscal sponsor so that they can use that in their organization. So it's really a win-win. Along with this piece of advice, I want to encourage you to also set up parameters on how that money will be distributed to your organization and how you will report back to the 
fiscal sponsor. So for an example, the fiscal sponsor agreed to receive all of the money and then took the percentage out of what they paid me or what they transferred through me, just through bank account, just through a wire transfer actually is how the money went from their organization to my organization. It was just a wire transfer. And we also negotiated in that letter how often I would report to my fiscal sponsor, which does not have to be this big, long legal thing that it could just be an email documentation of, listen, I spent 50,000. I have my $50,000. I've spent 10,000 on hiring new staff. I spent 5,000 on computers, technology, and furniture. I have spent $25,000 on signing a lease for the year, whatever it may be. I, I'm not, I'm just making up those numbers right now, but Again, the sponsor, the fiscal sponsor and myself have negotiated how often I report to them, which is every six months and how much money they will be transferring to me and by a date. And that was it. And it was glorious. I hope that you can find yourself a fiscal sponsor if you're not a nonprofit, if you need to in the crunch. You can go to FiscalSponsorDirectory.org. You can also hop into our community. We can help you, but look into your own community. And maybe, even if you're not there yet, just be looking for nonprofits in your area, which would be churches, anyone that has a different mission, or some even private schools. See if there is a fiscal sponsor in your area that has the nonprofit status, of course, and just put a bug in their ear and let them know that you're not nonprofit yet if you are waiting to potentially brainstorm or tap your t- tip your toe into that, you can definitely do so. But let them know in the event, if I were to need a fiscal sponsor, would you mind signing off for me, collecting the money and then transferring it to me and I will pay you a administration fee. Isn't it beautiful? I think it is. I love that we can, I love that God just gives us these incredible opportunities to help one another and to make things work without feeling as if you are underneath a red tape and you're handcuffed. We're done with that. We are set free. We are entrepreneurs. We get to have so much freedom and flexibility, but we need to first step out and believe it and own it and take hold of it and know. See, we are destroyed by lack of knowledge. This is so important that we are always gaining knowledge about what we are about to invest in. I hope that this serves you well. And if you don't mind, I would absolutely love to get a review from you on our Apple podcast. It helps us so much. It's music to my ears. It really makes my heart so fulfilled. And I would love to read it aloud on our podcast. So you could just go to Apple iTunes and down at the bottom, scroll down, leave a review. Give us five stars if that is what is on your heart. Give us five stars and leave us a quick little review. I promise it takes you less than 30 seconds or a minute. That's it. And it pays me big dividends because it lets me know that the work I'm doing and that we're doing together as a community is making an impact. So thank you so much in advance for that. And don't forget to find us in our micro school community. That's Teacher Let Your Light Shine micro school community. And until then, keep shining. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teacher's Lounge 
known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.